Hey guys, welcome to the podcast again this week as we hit on week 14 in the Genesis Journal. Carter and Jacob here and we're moving on in Genesis and focusing now on the life of Joseph in this week's daily readings. We'll tell you about what our thoughts are for Genesis chapters 36 through 38 as we're going to read this week. And also in our spotlight for your D group meeting, we'll talk about the invitation for Peter to walk out on the water with Jesus and how that relates to the story of Joseph. And then we have another challenge for you guys for your D group. So stay tuned for that. So let's get into it. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. All right, Jacob, we are in week 14, and we're moving on. We have uh, looked at the life of Jacob, now named Israel, and now we're moving into his son's lives, and specifically Joseph. And so in Genesis 36 through 38, uh, we're going to start that story, and this is on page... 189 in the Genesis Journal. So, Jacob, uh, can you tell us a little bit about these chapters? Yeah, so as you talked about, we're going to start a kind of a new story of a new generation. And uh, it's an extremely important story in our Bibles because the author um, gives uh, 13 chapters to the story of of joseph so we're gonna from chapter 37 to the end of the book is all going to be about joseph's life and his relationship with his brother so you know one thing about the bible it's clear that if it if it's going to spend a, a a large section of scripture on it then we should probably spend a large amount of time on that story and really pay attention to it so i encourage you to do that as you read in the weeks of head uh, weeks of head to uh, really dive in uh, to the story of Joseph. And specifically, um, you know, one of the primary purposes of this Genesis journal, one of our goals uh, was to see Jesus on every page of Genesis, um, uh, to see his character and to see uh, just who he is and pictures of, of Jesus riddled throughout Genesis. And you know, in this week's reading, you're gonna you're gonna be able to do that maybe more clear than at any other point in the book. You're gonna see. So I just want to point out a couple of them, and then turn it back to Carter and let him dive a little deeper in this. But you know, we know that Jesus came from the line of Judah, uh, so very important that Judah is the son, is Jacob's, uh, is the the. You know, Abraham's the father of Isaac, who's the father of Jacob, who is the father of Judah. And Jesus is the line from the tribe of Judah, as the prophets would uh, would uh, prophesy that that's who he's going to come from. So we see uh, Judah riddled in chapter 37, 38. The author spends a lot of time on his character. And uh, we see come face to face that he's a, a sinner like everyone else we've met in Genesis. And so we're just reminded that, that Jesus came from a line. God used 
Judah to usher in, to start the family line of uh, the Messiah. And so just really powerful when you think about that, how God uses sinners to accomplish his purposes in the world and in the story of redemption. Uh, so pay attention to that. Uh, learn something about Judah and, and who he is. Uh, but maybe you know the best picture of Jesus in all of Genesis is, is Joseph. So many parallels uh, to Joseph in, in Genesis. So Carter, can you uh, kind of walk us through maybe some of those pictures to look for this week? Yeah, uh, we can we can start by looking at what's in these chapters. We don't want to get too far ahead and uh, have some spoilers here. But I think uh, early on in his life, we see uh, the dreams and um, that those prophecies about him, that he is going to be special. And his father calls him out, kind of gives him this robe of uh, many colors. And um, he's... He's identified as being a special child, and I don't. the The brothers don't really like that, but he uh, has a special calling, um, and we see that through his dreams and who his father says he is. And uh, we see a betrayal of him very early on in this story, that I think we see in the life of Jesus as well. He would he would, Jesus would probably call his brothers the ones that are his disciples at this point, coming out to the end of his life. And he's betrayed, he's sold, like we see in these couple chapters, uh, to the people who uh, are ultimately going to put him to death. Um, so we see this kind of death in Joseph early on, uh, that he's he's moving, moving away from his family because he's sold into to slavery. And his father considers him dead. He doesn't know he, he because his his brothers uh, put put blood, animal blood on his on his uh, robe that he had his special robe, and his father thinks he's dead. So, um, yeah, I would say that we can we can definitely see Jesus through these pages, and uh, that's. That's the that's the thing we don't want to miss in Genesis. That's what we're that's why we're doing this is we every page like you said points to Jesus and we're going to see that in the next few weeks how Joseph takes on um this image of Christ. And uh I think you'll I think you guys will love it and um uh, yeah, don't miss that. Hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to spoil, but you can just keep going that Joseph, as you're going to see, is a guy of high character in the in the uh, chapters ahead. He's a guy that um, withstood temptation at every turn, um, uh, that was was tempted in many ways as, as you and I are tempted, and yet he uh, remained pure. Um, there's a... Uh, at the at the end and you know I think just the the overall point of Joseph's life was that was to save uh, a, a nation to save a people to save a generation and that had to come through slavery it had to come through really uh, a dark days imprisonment all these different things for for Joseph 
Um, and, and all of that was done because as Genesis chapter 50 talks about, which we'll get there, but it's like all these guys meant, um, the, the selling of Joseph, they meant it for evil. They, they had evil motives for that, but God, uh, was restoring his plan and God meant it for good. And not only meant it for good, but he meant it to, uh, to save his purpose was to save the very ones who meant evil in doing it. And so it's just a beautiful picture of exactly what Jesus has done for us. We've turned away from Jesus. We've trusted ourselves. We've got evil motives at every turn. We sent our Savior to be crucified. uh, And yet he said, forgive these people for they know not what they're doing. And he resurrected. We know the end of the story. He resurrected and gave us eternal life. And so so what Jesus is going to do for the, or what Joseph did for the Israelites and um, the, the nation of Israel, Jesus did for the world. And so it's just a beautiful, excited yeah, to dive the, in. The gospel story here at the end of uh, Genesis. And uh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait till we read into it and we get to talk about it to our D groups and uh, me and you get to talk about it. So it's good. Come on. So we're at our gospel spotlight now here in Genesis 37. It's verses 12 through 36, and it's the passage where Joseph is is sold by his brothers into slavery. And then we're going to, the, the spotlight uh, passage is in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 32. And this is where... Uh, the famous story where Jesus walks on the water. So I think it um, it's good to start out with a conversation just about uh, why was uh, why was this the spotlight passage this week, Carter? Why did you choose this passage to to spotlight Joseph being sold into slavery? I think the the thread here is uh, this. This thing that we all wrestle with, I think, is doubt in uh, God's power, God's ability to do things, and are the doubt that we have just walking through life and making decisions uh, and just trusting in Jesus that he's going to be there to catch us uh, when we do fall, but we have to step out. And we're going to see that throughout Joseph's life and... um, I just, I realize that most, or maybe I'm not saying most, but uh, maybe some of our D group members haven't uh, really read the life of Joseph for at the end of Genesis. So uh, we can start with the fact that it might have been pretty hard, and I don't I don't know. This could have you could have you could read this different ways is what I'm trying to say. When he approached his father and told his brothers about this dream he could have said it in a prideful way this is what happened and uh, i think is going to happen you're going to bow down to me basically um which i i tend to think that's not what he did i think 
it took a little bit of faith to say, hey guys, uh, I'm having, I had this dream and I don't know what it means. And it's, it might be a picture of, you know, you, my brothers and my, my parents. And, but I don't want, like, I'm sure he was thinking, I don't want to say this out loud kind of thing. But uh, I think, I'm thinking back to the dreams that, the dream that Jacob had with the, the angels ascending and descending. He obviously believed in the significant, uh, significance of dreams. So he probably told his sons, hey, dreams mean something sometimes uh, to, to God, and I want you to come to me with them, and we can sort this stuff out. And it took a little bit of faith for him to step out in that way, even if it was just a, a mustard seed of faith, as the New Testament would say. So we see that in the life of Peter as he steps out onto the water with, with Jesus and he's walking and he falls into the water. But Jesus is there to catch him. Even when he starts doubting, he's there to catch him. And when Joseph tells his brothers and his father this dream, they sell him into slavery and through the life of Joseph, our God sustains him throughout his life. And we'll see that and we'll read that. And he has this faith in God that I believe he thinks that, you know, everything is for a reason. And he he trusts God and has that faith in, in Christ. But it's God who sustains him and catches him and is with him. So, um... These, I think these are really good parallels that you can bring to your D groups and just talk about how, you know, we struggle with doubt. Br- maybe bring up some stories that you've, you've gone through and really just be open and honest. I think all of them will connect in that all of your D group members will connect to you in that way um, that we're all human and we, we struggle. But um, it's, it's God who has sustained us through those things. So, um, what are your thoughts, Jacob? Yeah, I, th- I think just, I think that's a great practice to do, to, to think about in your lives, what are some promises of God that God has revealed to you that, that you just have to believe. Maybe you don't, uh, maybe you're not experiencing uh, uh, those things today, but you can have faith that they will come to pass, that if God has spoken, that it will come to pass. And Joseph, I'm sure, had those times of uh, of doubt, and I don't understand why this is happening to me. Like, I've not done anything to deserve any of this. I've not done anything to, like, why is this happening to me? And uh, yet, but he always came back to this belief that God had put this dream in my life, that it will come to pass. I, I don't fully understand it. I don't know what that means for my life, but I do trust you, God. And I, I just know that there's plenty of our uh, D group um, uh, members that are coming every week that that are probably in that season right now that are thinking that I don't, you know, 
my my family's falling apart my parents are doing this or school's going this way and and baseball's going this way and i don't have any friends and i'm just nothing in my life is going the way i think it should go to and so to to believe god and his promises and his word uh, it's just a a great thing to do even if we're not experiencing them to believe them to believe them and know that they will come to pass that one day they will come to pass and so we see in the scripture spotlight that peter kind of the same thing happened to him he he lost focus he he said i can't do this on my own he looked down and uh he he began to doubt um but but we'll see even in Peter's life, you know, when we know the rest of the story, he came back to, to trust and believe in God's promises. So uh, there is what we're not saying is that when you have faith that everything all the time is going to go well and you're never going to doubt and you're never going to uh, you're, you're never going to lose focus and you're never going to not trust God. All those things are going to happen. And this is all the more why we, um, we harp at full count to, to open your word, open the Bible, read the Bible daily, take in promises from God, stuff that we know is true, uh, and to meditate on those things. That's why it's so important. So when we do lose focus, that we can come back to the truth of of God that we know will he he will be faithful to his word. Uh yeah, that's that's so good. Um so I'm a firm believer in that God lets us experience those falls and those and those things to have a greater faith in him later. I just I'm going to pub a book for a second because I I just read this book called what uh it's called Broken Things by Dahan. It's a it's a it's an older book. It was written in the 70s, I believe. But it's so relevant uh to everything that I think we're experiencing this year. Um a lot of people are experiencing uh this it's 2020. Uh you might be listening to this later on, but um, I think everybody goes through those just hard times and God breaks us, lets us break so he can make it better. That's, that's our whole world is that it's a broken world, but I think he's, he's redeeming every bit of it to make it better on the other side. And it wouldn't be like that unless it did break. So uh, there's a great analogy in this book where it talks about these steel bars and the the amount of work the amount of time you hammer them that you put into making certain things out of the the bar of metal so if you if you beat it and make horseshoes five dollar horseshoes ten dollar horseshoes um, you can also make needles out of the same bar but it takes a lot more work and they're worth more they're worth a lot more if you if you make delicate springs for watches out of these out of these metal bars then the same bar with these springs is worth $25,000 i think allowing god and stepping out in faith like peter did stepping out on the water and following and seeing the fact that jesus actually took my hand and pulled me out of that water is so significant 
as God leads us through life and we experience these things, um, like my uh, one-year-old just started walking, I'm not going to hold her hand forever. I'm going to let her fall and scrape her knee, you know, and get back up and grow and be able to walk on her own. She's not going to be spoon-fed her whole life, you know. (laughs) That's a picture of who we are and what God is doing for us. All right, so we're moving on in our challenge for this week. Uh, We do this every week. So uh, last week we challenged all of you and to challenge your D groups to pray for pray for things, pray pray for people consistently over the week. Um, You're halfway through that if you're listening to the podcast uh, as we release it right now. So uh, just encourage your guys to keep praying, uh, be persistent, and uh, move uh, move mountains uh, with God. Uh, as you pray. So, uh, Jacob, what's the challenge for this week for our D groups? This week, uh, I think, in light of what we've talked about today, I know in my life that that people who live by faith, faithful people, people who faithfully walk with God, really stick out in our culture. Uh, they look different than than the world looks and so my my challenge uh for for this week would be to ask your d group who is who is the one who is one person that that lives by faith uh that you know in your circle of influence who who is one person that really sticks out they're really walking with god uh in faith and for you to, for one, for you to think about what is it about them that looks different? What is it? Uh, why do they stick out? What are the things they do? What are the things they don't do? How do they live? Uh, you know, are they always encouraging or are they always complaining? What, what, are, what are some of the characteristics about this person uh, that, in your life that that you would say that person knows God and and walks with God faithfully and then to go a step not only to recognize that person but go to step further maybe a couple steps further and to reach out to that person uh, either by call or face to face or by text or or however it is whatever means uh, you decide to use but reach out to that person and one let them know that you uh, that that you, they're different. That you notice that uh, they they live differently than the the rest of the world does, and uh, and maybe even thank them for for their example. But then ask them why and how. What are the convictions that 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 they have that makes them live the way they do what are the disciplines that they have in their life that make them live the way that they do and to really maybe just hear their story and how god has worked in their life and because i know for me you know the the influences the godly influence around around me have made a tremendous difference in my life learning from those people 
and using them as 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 uh, mentors and people who I want to uh, walk and live like. So uh, recognize that person, reach out to them, and learn from them this week. All in an effort that we would become more faithful followers of Jesus. It's really good, Jacob. Thank you, and uh, hope y'all have a great week. Uh, and we'll we'll talk to y'all next week. Uh, love you guys. you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms full count ministries exist to create disciples using the game of baseball we are a non-profit ministry and if you have benefited from this resource we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel and then to grow in the relationship with jesus please like subscribe and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that god has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe. Globe.